Evolutionary.org presents the Underground Radio Podcast with your host, Hardcore Steve, the Monster, and Mobster, the UK Beast. Prepare for the show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hit it! Welcome everyone to another Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. Today we're going to talk about UG supplements. This is going to be the second episode. If you haven't checked out the first episode we did on N2 Guard, today we're going to be doing on N2 Slend X with SARMs to get your abs again. So basically, look, in this podcast, N2 Slend X is a supplement, over-the-counter supplement. It's got some awesome ingredients in the formula. There was one change from the original N2 Slend to now N2 Slend X that was made. And really, really a beneficial change. Now, this is a really interesting supplement. A lot of people don't really understand how it works. So this podcast, we're going to explain how you can stack it with SARMs and get your abs popping again if you went out of shape or if you're looking to get them in shape for and so you can see those abs for the first time or if you're looking just to get bad because you fell off the wagon, you're looking to get those abs. Either way, this is going to be the podcast for you. And the nice thing about doing into Slend X and SARMs is it is low side effects. It's not going to shut you down. It's not going to cause any type of heart problems and screw your heart. It's not going to screw your liver and your organs and, and your blood pressure like stimulants will. So I really like this stack as a nice, conservative, mild stack that's going to keep you healthy and actually make you stronger in terms of your heart health and your cardio. So we're going to explain how how both of them work in this podcast. And we're going to give you some tips as well that are going to help you get those abs. And we're really, really, everybody wants those abs, mobster, everybody, you know, and, and that's what, that's what draws people in. Nobody wants to, you know, take their shirt off at the beach and have a big gut. You know, and show that off to people. No, we want to take a, a shirt off and have a six pack, have an eight pack. And uh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's all about work hard for our body. We want to make sure that people look at us and say, wow, that motherfucker, he trains his ass off. He eats perfect. You know, he looks great. And that's what we're all about. Mobster, go ahead. I agree with Steve. That was the thing which we just did on, on, on a recent podcast, Steve. The the why, why do people like a flat stomach? What is it as attractive? It draws the eye. If you can get those abs to pop, never mind just having a flat belly. If you can get those abs to pop, you know people are looking. Men and women, you can't help but look at their abdominal area. It's kind of the center of the body. People, you, you nearly always look at the face, the eyes, and then for whatever reason, your eyes are drawn down to the lower part of the, of the belly. And if you've got that kind of V thing going on, if you've got a flat stomach, hell, guys, if you can do a vacuum and hold that for a while and you've got the abs are popping, it's just something that grabs the eye. And what are we looking at today? We're looking at a supplement, as Steve says, an over-the-counter supplement that's going to help make that happen. We're going to get into dietary tips. We're going to get into discussing the ingredients. We're going to get into how, how, how to use that product. But what so what we're looking at here, as you said already, Steve, is N2 Slinex and Psalms to make that happen, to give you that look, Steve. Back to you. All right, let's get into N2 Slim first. So what changed N2 Slim versus N2 Slim X? So a lot of people want to know that. So N2 Slim been around for over a decade, and now N2 Slim X has come in. So one ingredient change. They both have seven ingredients, but one ingredient change, and that modernized the new N2 Slim X. And that's going to be going from virginin to berberine ACL. And what berberine ACL is, it's a natural supplement that comes from plants, mostly the berberis plant, and it is an alkaloid. So it's been used in many, many years in, in traditional Chinese medicine. And also science has shown that it is effective for certain things. Lowering blood sugar levels, that's huge. Decreasing insulin resistance, that's huge. Okay, a lot of people struggle to lose weight. Even they do tons of cardio, they eat, they eat good and everything. It's not their fault. It's just that they're so damn insulin 
uh, resistant that yeah. they have a really hard time. So this decreases insulin resistance. It's going to allow you to easily burn off excess body fat that you don't need in your body. Instead of your body always trying to store body fat, it's going to push it to lose it. So this is stuff naturally found in the nature. Also decreases sugar production in the liver. That's huge. So you don't get those sugar, sugar high spikes. Increases positive gut flora. That helps your gut health. How can you have a flat stomach and abs when your gut is all screwed up? Like 85% of Americans and probably 60, 70% of people on your side of the pond mobster have screwed oh, up man. guts from years yeah. of poor diet. Slow carb breakdown. That's huge because it, it kind of it blunts that insulin spike, which causes the body to store fat. So we're gonna get into more into the science of how it does. Also increases glycolysis, which means sugar gets broken down in the body. So that's that's going to be huge. So, um, you know, there's studies out on this stuff. It's it's a really really great ingredient they they got in here. Um, and you know, we're gonna kind of go over all of this great great stuff. So one of the studies, what was interesting, they did a 12 week study. Obese individuals, they took berberine ACL. They took 500 milligrams three times per day. And they, on average, lost five pounds, and they lost 3.6% body fat. Another study, both men and women, they took 300 milligrams three times per day. Their body mass index, BMI, dropped by over four digits. So in the process, they experienced other benefits like improved lipid numbers too. So this is a great product overall for your you know, for your body. I mean, it's going to make you great. And, and if you're pre-diabetic, you know, you have a relative pre-diabetic, this is a great supplement for them to get on in conjunction with proper diet and, 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 and exercise that's going to help them so they can avoid going on, on to these harsh diabetes drugs. So this is, this is something actually naturally used to this day in some countries, especially in traditional medicine, uh, to help with, with diabetes. So this is really, really a good one here. So, Mobster, um, you know, chime in that anytime, and I'm going to go over some of the more ingredients and explain how they work. So what we often do on this podcast, guys, is we tell you to do your own research. I want you to go off and check PubMed. I want you to go on ncbi.nlm and check out this stuff, sciencedirect.com. It's got articles. So don't just take our word for it. Don't even take the supplement company's word for it. Go off and check these studies and see the numbers and see the positive results. Uh, you know, the men and women, the stuff that Steve just mentioned was with a lower dose than the first study, and yet they dropped four points on their body mass index. Like Steve said, four digits. That's huge. If you're 35, that takes you down to a 31. You can go from obese to just big. You can go from big to slim. That's fantastic, Steve. The more studies, the better. But check these studies out. Look at them for yourself. Let me give you another ingredient, Steve. Grape, myrtle at 200 milligram dosage on the product. Great for nutrition partitioning, partitioning sorry, and stimulates glucose uptake into the muscle and shuttles in nutrition, making your meal more effective. It's kind of like, what do we have over here for cars, Steve? We had something called red, red something or other, and you add it to diesel, and it basically makes the diesel burn better and cleaner. Same principle here, guys. So literally, you, I'll give you an example, right? If my body doesn't need all the food that I'm eating, some part of that's just not going to be utilized. It's going to be excreted. This is essentially saying, especially when you're on diet, especially when you're cutting down and you're trying to get that stomach flat and ripped, it's going to make every part of the, your nutrition, your carbs, your protein, your fat, all become more effective. You're going to feel this much, much, much quicker, Steve. Another one. Uh, and forgive me if I've mispronounced this particular one, Jim Nima Sylvester, 150 milligrams. Again, helping to utilize a meal, feed your muscles, and safely stimulate insulin to be released out of the pancreas. Like Steve said earlier on, the modern diet, the, and, and when I mean the modern diet, I'm not referring to what the bodybuilders are eating. I'm talking about your average show. It's, it's, it's increased insulin sensitivity. It's just horrendous, right? So what we're doing here, not only do we have a cleaner diet, not only do we start eating clean veggies, fresh fruits, proper forms of protein, good forms of carbohydrate, but we're increasing insulin, the ability for it to be used and released out of the pancreas, which basically means, again, guys, you are going to feel better when you're using this product. Your 
ability to absorb unusual nutrition is just going to improve. Back to you for the next one, Steve. Yeah, so um, the next one we're going to talk about is 4-hydroxyisoleucine. And it's 100 milligrams per serving. This one helps balance blood sugar. So this is really cool. If you're eating a car high-carb meal or you're eating something that's got some refined sugar in it, if you've ever eaten like a candy bar and you felt that sugar high, and after you had that candy bar in your brain, it, it kind of makes your brain feel weird, right? Well, this helps balance it out. So it's very important, you know, with, with this product to eat good while you're on it to get the best results. But let's say you do eat bad. You eat, you have, a, you have some cake on a, a birthday or something. That's a great option for someone just to keep a bottle of this stuff on hand just in case you end up eating the pizza or you end up eating the cake or the ice cream or something, and you know you shouldn't eat those foods. But at least with this, you could take some beforehand. And if it's a high-carb meal, you want to take three caps. Um, and you want to take it before you eat it. And we're going to get into how to dose it in, in a second. But the nice thing about it is it's actually going to help balance that blood sugar. It's going to help balance that insulin spike so you don't get that crazy, crazy body fat storing effect that those foods provide you. The next one is green coffee bean extract, 80 milligrams. Now, this one is great because it also does what I just said. It helps block the conversion of the food we eat into stored fat. So in other words, if you eat the cake, the ice cream, the cookies, and then you put it in your body, your insulin levels are going to spike. And then what's going to happen is that's going to put your body in the fat storage mode when insulin spikes in the body. We don't want that. So at least with the N2 slant, if you take it before you eat those foods, it's going to help block that conversion where your body wants to store things into fat. And it works. It, you know, look, the stuff works. I mean, it's amazing. It sounds it sounds too good to be true. But this is this is how it works. And diabetes medication work the same way with this stuff. When you take a diabetes medication, it helps balance your blood sugar the same way. So this is just a natural way to do that without having to take medication. That's why I was saying at the beginning of the show, why if you're pre-diabetic, this is a really, N2Slin X is a really, really good option for you. But now imagine taking N2Slin X when you're a bodybuilder or when you're a gym rat who eats good already and yeah. you take N2Slin on top of it. So even with meals that are healthy, it's going to give you a lot of the nutrition partitioning effect, it's going to blunt the insulin spike. It's going to balance your blood sugar and everything. So you really, it, it, it makes it almost impossible for your body to store body fat in the first place. So mobster, you know, touch on that if you want. And then uh, we have a couple of our ingredients that we can get into on this. Yeah. Here's the thing guys, each and every single one of these ingredients is essentially doing exactly the same thing, which is either making your body utilize the, the necessary uh, proteins and carbs, et cetera, better, or is stopping you going catabolic, is stopping the insulin issues. So again, each and every single one of these ingredients, every single one is doing the same sort of thing, but from different angles and different methods, methodology and actions. And again, you can literally pick one of these up, go off and look it up, see what the, the best dosages are, see how it works, and then come back and go, do you know what? I've studied that ingredient. I know that it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. And it's doing exactly what Stephen Mobster have said. And then you're, well, it's not one, but all six ingredients. So that's just amazing, Steve. I mean, let me let me talk about so the, the the green coffee bean extract again, Steve. Just to touch on it once more, lowering cortisol, which is a stress hormone. What happens is sometimes your body gets shocked, whether it's just in, in the life that you're doing by stress, whether it's the crazy stuff that we're doing in the gym, whether it's work, it, whatever, right? And and it's the hormones that wake you up in the morning. They do that by kind of shocking the body, uh, the relaxed state. But equally, it can cause problems like making you hold on to fat when you don't want to, and especially in this situation. And that's, so the last ingredient for me, Steve, would be coleus. And I've, again, you'll have to forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Forscoli. <laughs> I'm going to say that's right. I might be wrong. But we'll, we'll, we'll make sure to check out the label, guys, in case I mispronounce it. 40 milligrams helping to better take advantage of carbs and protein when you're eating, 
by helping your muscles take in the nutrition. So that's like I said earlier on, it's, it's your, your, the good parts of the nutrition that we want you to utilize when you're dieting, when you're doing cardio, when you're getting ready to get in shape, when you're bringing those abs down and, and getting that stomach flat, it's going to be better utilized. And at the same time, blocking carbs and blocking fat and assisting with in, insulin issues, is assisting with nutrient partition and uptake, all the ingredients, every single one. Please go off and check each one. Check one, check two, or check them all. And see that if you know that what we just said is correct, check the studies for yourself. So what about dosing here, Steve? Let's get into what we were talking about with regards to how it best utilized in terms of dosing effect. Yeah, so this is one. Um, it's very, very important to run into sun eggs correctly. Um, you don't want to take insulin and most, uh, you don't want to take the N2 sun eggs in most situations before a workout when fasted. You don't want to take it in most situations where you're fasting for the day or something like that. Because what's going to happen is it will actually cause you to feel hypoglycemic. And a lot of guys who take into sun X, they don't follow it up with a meal. So they kind of feel hypoglycemic when you're, when they're on it. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually something that's actually a little bit of a red flag that you could yes. be insulin resistant by the way not in all cases but i would say 80 or 90 percent of the time it would mean you're insulin resistant so that's actually a red flag that you need to do a better job with your diet do a better job with time restricted eating and all that stuff but the optimal way to take into slim would be to take it and then have a meal now cookie cutter i'll give you a layman's sorry 30 to 45 minutes before a meal is, is what you need to do. And then the cookie cutter strategy would be if it's a meal up to 20 grams of carbs, one cap before that meal. If it's 40 grams, two caps. If it's 60 grams, three caps. So you want to make sure that you're eating within 45 minutes after you take it. So don't just take it and be like, oh my God, I got to eat food. No, if you're going to eat a meal anyway, that's when you take it before. So it's very, very important to do that. If you take it after, you're not going to get the best benefits out of it. And you're going to be kind of wasting it. And if you take it and don't eat anything for hours, you can feel hypoglycemic on it. So it's going to end up backfiring on you. So it's very, very important to use it correctly. Uh, some people in the past, they bought a bottle, not used it correctly. And then they'd be like, yeah. well, this isn't working for me. Or it's making me feel low blood sugar symptoms. Well, you're not running it correctly. So you got to run it the way it's supposed to be run. The whole idea behind it is to make your meals more optimal yes. and to make your meals not, not not spike your insulin levels and not throw your blood sugar levels off. That's the idea behind it. So if you're not put not taking it, then eating a meal, yeah, then it's really not being utilized the best that you could utilize it. Go ahead, Mark. Just for a second here, Steve. I mean, guys, it sounds as we would say here in the United Kingdom's Bleeding obvious. But we see this all the time when it comes to Psalms. We see it all the time with anabolics, right? And, and he, he, even stuff like pain medication or whatever, Steve, it just, it's just so confusing, the sheer volume of information that we have. Uh, and, and and again, I, I see this all the time. Guys will come on the forums, and it's nothing to do with interstitial It's just for anything sometimes, Steve. And they'll say, how am I supposed to take it? And like, there are instructions on the bottle. We're giving you the specific instructions right now, and yet there'll be this small percentage of customers and users that won't use it the best way possible. It would make no sense to me, and maybe the logic is for the guys thinking, oh, I'm going to have all those wonderful beneficial effects uh, if I don't eat and I take the pill. No, 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 no. you still got to eat. You know, if you're not fasting, you still got to eat, and you, and you still, you know, you, you, if you manipulate your diet when you want to lose your diet. You manipulate your diet when you want to grow. To not eat at all and to take the tablet, it'd be like, what's, what's all those? There's a bunch of painkiller medications you shouldn't take on an empty stomach. Why? Because it ruins your gut health, because it upsets the stomach wall, because it will actually make you kind of feel worse than you're already doing. And the reason you took the painkiller for, you're just not getting the full benefit. It's, it's This works on the same principle as that. Make sure that you follow the instructions and the advice that we're giving you right now, and you will get the best from the product. How? What do we want, guys? We want that flat stomach. We want those ribbed abs, ripped abs. We want you to look good. So follow the advice that we're giving you to get the absolute best you possibly can. 
I've I've had that what Steve talks about feeling lightheaded a few times. Hit the gym, have breakfast, hit the gym, and then go straight on, on a hard walk. That's happened a couple of times. So I'm halfway up a bloody mountain or some out on a trail somewhere, and, and my my uh, blood sugar's gone all over the place. I don't want to feel like that, nor do you guys. So again, follow the dietary advice that we're giving you. Make sure that you get the absolute best you possibly can from the product. Back to you, Nasty. Yeah, so I'm going to explain a little bit more. Um, so there's glucose, there's glycogen, there's glucagon, and there's also insulin. So those are four, the three Gs, and then there's insulin. So we got to understand what all four do in the body, what they are, how they change, and you know the whole purpose behind them. So then you're going to understand the way the body burns fat, stores fat back and forth. So obviously, I'll start with the easy glucagon. Glucagon forms when blood sugar in the body is low. It tells the body to convert glycogen back into glucose. Insulin does the opposite. It's invert to glucagon. So if we're trying to lose body fat, we want glucagon to stay up. We want insulin to stay low. So insulin X helps that happen. Insulin helps uh, insulin not to spike too high. When you consume refined sugar, okay, just like let's say you have a candy bar or cake or ice cream, refined sugar, right? cookies, donuts, any of that crap, your insulin levels spike to ungodly levels, which are beyond anything that they've spiked in human history because humans in throughout history never had access to refined sugars. Okay. Yeah. So the closest thing they had is sugar cane, which is not refined sugar. They took, the, they take the sugar cane, take it to a factory, refine it into sugar. And that causes an insane amount of, and that's just the, the, there's many reasons for obesity in America and obesity really coming on over there on your side of the pond, mobster. And now obesity, oh, yeah. even in China, now China's catching up to the U S with obesity. And the number one reason for that among many reasons is sugar, refined sugar, because in China, they weren't eating a lot of refined sugar. And now they are because of a growing middle class. Now they have access to all these junky foods that Americans have ac had access to for 40 or 50 years. So long story short, what happens is your insulin levels spike to such a high level that your body stores body fat like crazy when your insulin levels are spiked. That's the whole point of insulin. Insulin is produced by the pancreas. Unless you're a type 1 diabetic, it's produced by the pancreas to get your blood sugar back down. Okay. And what happens over time when you become a pre-diabetic or type 2 diabetic is you burn out your pancreas. All right. Over time, because you're eating so much junky foods, you're eating all the time. You eat every two hours, you eat every three hours, your brain tells you when to eat, you don't tell your body when to eat. So that creates this insulin resistant environment. So over time, as your insulin levels spike to ungodly amounts, then try to come back down, then you throw more food, pizza and cookies and donuts, you basically eat whatever you want. And you eat all this fake food, all this junky food, all these refined sugars. So what happens over time, is you develop that insulin resistance, you become a pre-diabetic or a type 2 diabetic, which is an epidemic in America. It's becoming an epidemic in China. It's be it's going to possibly become an epidemic in England. Uh, ironically, your poor economy in England is helping pre to prevent that and your excellent healthcare system that you guys have over there, buddy. But also, what happens is when this happens is it becomes harder and harder and harder for you to lose body fat. And that's basically your body, you're training your body to store body fat instead of burning the body fat. So we want insulin levels to be under control and we want glucagon levels to be up. So I'll bring you in, Mobster, really quick on that. And I'm going to talk yeah, about quickly, glucose Steve. and glycogen. Very, very important to understand the difference. Very, very quickly. See, I'm rereading uh, one of uh, volume one of Randy Roach's uh, Muscle Smoke and Mirrors. And that's a big portion right at the beginning there talking about food studies at the turn of the last century, Steve, and they were feeding animals refined foods, isolated foods, so like pure fat, pure protein, pure carbohydrate, but there was no there was no, no, no micronutrients in there, nothing in there. And what happened is that the animals got ill. They weren't getting all the little bits of nutrition that they needed, the vitamins and the minerals from the food, because these guys were experimenting with the carbs and the fat and the protein in specific ways to see if a high protein or a high fat carb or a high fat diet works and they're even giving animals like rabbits processed meat forms of dry and powdered meat 
and seeing, well, you know, Q-Loop's look of shock and Mops's face, the animals didn't do well on it. What a surprise. So what happens in modern society is, as Steve said, all those foods that Steve said which are bad for you, are re- they're full of refined shit with no, no real, you know, it's like pure white flour as opposed to wholemeal. You know, and there's no extra nutrition. You've got to add. This is what they have to do. So they have to add nutritional benefit. They have to add product to the pure white flour to make it kind of kind of healthy. Right. So what again, I just want to reiterate this particular point, Steve, and you've already said it. Eating wholesome foods, clean foods, fresh vegetables, fresh fruit, good quality meats. It's, Steve talks about organic. I'll go with organic. If there's a choice between not organic or organic, choose organic. And again, this is the thing, Stephen. I'll tell you what Randy Roach also says, and I hope our listeners all fall into this particular uh, 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 analogy as well. And that is, he says that the it was the bodybuilder diet, that essentially proper bodybuilder diet, using the things that I've just talked about, that gives you the benefits you're supposed to have. And in fact, arguably, some of the bodybuilder diet was based on the real old school primitive stuff from way, way back hundreds if not thousands of years ago with regards to fruits and berries and clean meats and taken from animals that are running around free and all that kind of stuff, Steve. So, yeah, avoid the other stuff and you're going to get great benefits. It trained, you're going to get great benefits. Do the cardio. And we're going to talk about that in a little while. And then add in insulin X as a additive to assist you on that particular journey. And the results you should get should be outstanding. It does not mean... You can eat pizza. It does not mean you can have cheesecake and just, you know, and that's it, guys. It doesn't mean you can go down the deli and live in a deli and eat nothing but deli food. you got to put in some of the work. And the more wholesome that food is, the better, Steve. Back to you. So let's kind of touch on that, Mobster, and explain the difference between glucose and glycogen. Because all these gurus out there, you know, they have their social media. They have like 100,000 followers. And I've, I've, I've had them on the podcasts, uh, some of my original podcasts, we've had these guys on, and they have no clue what the fuck they're talking about. And you ask them straight up, what's the difference between glucose and glycogen? And they're like, uh, 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 they're like trying to like figure it out. So let me explain the difference. And this is very, very important. This way you guys will know this. This is top quality information that you're only going to get from this podcast. And other podcasts, all they do is sit there and yap about how things were so good back in the 70s and 80s and how the young generation doesn't know what they're doing. On this podcast, it's different. We actually give you information and we teach you about things that other places don't. So very, very important to listen very, very closely because I'm going to explain glucose versus glycogen. So and this is why taking n 2 X on an empty stomach is going to make you feel dizzy. Okay. Because if you're not getting adequate carb- carbs, and also the reason why a lot of people who use certain anabolic steroids also feel this way. So I'm going to explain the difference. Glucose is the sugar that our bodies use for energy, and that's found in the bloodstream. Glycogen, on the other hand, is stored energy. So when you are trying to lose body fat, you've got to blow through both the glucose and glycogen so your body can st- start tapping into that glycogen that's in, in that's stored in the body. Once it starts blowing through that glycogen, then your body will start burning body fat. Now you can test this theory out by going to the drugstore and buying those uh, those urine tabs, things that you pee on, those urine yeah. strips. And you yeah. can piss on those. They're called ketone stri- keto strips, ketone strips. You can yeah. piss on them and actually show you the keto- ketones in, in your urine. And that's a good way and that's an efficient way rather than going and jabbing yourself and pulling out blood out of your body to test it but it's a good way to kind of see if you're if you're releasing those ketones so in a normal situation i mean i'm not saying if you have medical issues or something but in a normal situation because they do sell these strips to diabetics because that's kind of like they need to see where they're at right but with you you can kind of test this out by eating every day Two hours, every two hours. I'm going to eat every two hours. I'm going to eat two hours. Piss on the strip. You'll notice you don't have any ketones coming out. But if you fast for at least 20 hours, maybe 24 hours, maybe 30 hours, someone like me can fast for 18 to 20 hours and I'll already be releasing ketones because my body, I don't put garbage in my body. I don't put refined sugars in my body. I don't put crap in my body. 
So I'm going to be pissing out those ketones quicker, ketones quicker than someone who's used to eating a lot of refined sugars and has to blow through that glucose and glycogen because there's a lot stored. So if you're an overweight person or you're someone who's struggling to lose weight, you've got to blow through those excess stores. There's another thing that Endoslim X does good is it'll speed up that process. So someone like me who may take 18 hours to blow through that after I had a high carb meal the day before, it's going to get reduced a few hours down to maybe 12 or 14. So if you eat in a time restricted diet, uh, you eat time restricted, let's say in a two to six hour window every day, and you take your Endoslim X before you break your fast. It's going to work incredibly well for you, and it's going to turbocharge your fat loss, and it's going to turn you more insulin sensitive to where your body learns, and you train your body. That's what happens with me is I trained my body to attack fat storage to go to for energy instead of attacking the foods you're putting in your body that you're putting in your body every two or three hours. So to get the best out of N2Slit X, and we're going to talk more about diet later in this podcast, you need to change the way you're eating and the way, and the, the way you're prepping food, the way you're eating food, how often you're eating food, when you're eating food, time, you know, time matters, yes. uh, time restricted eating, meal timing, all this matters. Okay. Dartboard dieting is something we see all the time in the fitness industry that guys push and dartboard dieting is like put a blindfold on and throw the dart at the wall and hope you hit the bullseye. And that's what happens. And you know what? It works for a lot of these guys. You know why? Because number one, they have the genetics. Number yeah. two, they have skinny genetics. So they can eat <laughs> pizza and ice cream and cookies and donuts and all that stuff. And they don't, they don't gain anything. Or number three, they're basically just drug addicts. So when yeah. you're a Coke addict or heroin addict or whatever, it just kills your appetite. So you can eat like donuts and cookies and cake and you still manage to stay. You can go to under the downtown, your, your city downtown, go under the underpatch and you'll see a bunch of drug addicts there and they're all skinny, but they're all drinking beer and they're all eating donuts and they're all eating stuff out of the gas station, processed crap, and they stay skinny. So do you, you see what I'm trying to say? So we want to basically be optimal. So, you know, we're going to talk more about that in a second. I'm going to bring you in, Mobster. Then we're going to talk yeah. about SARMs and how SARMs can be used with N2Slip X as well. Let me just jump in with one idea, guys. And, and it's not sexy. What do I mean by it's not sexy when, when it comes to some of the ways that uh, influencers give us ideas and suggestions? Magazines, especially back in the day, magazines. And I'm thinking especially for women's magazines, men's fitness, et cetera, Steve. What do they, what was, and it's even done, it's in comedy movies when they've talked about, you know, the secret for this or, or the special diet you really got to try and all the rest of that kind of stuff because it's sexy, because it sells, because it advertises well, because you're more likely to sell that magazine down at the newsstand because you're more likely to get followers on your Instagram account. If you come up with this twisted, different, new fangled idea, and as Steve says, when you've got some of them using drugs that we, which we're not going to talk about, like like insulin, like DNP, like other crazy stuff, new bane back in the day, Steve, and other drugs, all of these things that they're taking to block their appetite so that they don't eat anything. And like I said, then they're coming up with some sort of bullshit idea about the diet, and yet we're talking about stuff, like I said earlier on in the podcast, where, where we're talking about the way that primitive man ate. It's not sexy. It doesn't sell. It, you have to do some of the boring stuff. And that means fresh vegetables when you don't like them, fresh fruit when you're not a fruit eater, and all that kind of boring, and I use inverted commas when I say that, Steve, kind of stuff. You know you're supposed to do those things. So, again, doing that stuff, eating clean, eating tidy, as we would say here in Wales, eating wholesome foods, and you will absolutely get the best benefits from this. Not seven, eight meals a day, not grazing, not snacking in between meals, not eating protein bars instead of actual protein, not having uh, chocolate when you know you're damn well you're not supposed to be having it, not eating donuts, like Steve said earlier. You've got to do the work. You do the work, Endoslinex and the Psalms, and you will get, and I'll say it as I said it already, banging that drum real hard today, Steve, you will get the absolute best possible results you possibly can. 
It's not sexy, but it works, Steve. Back to you. So let's get into SARMs. Uh, SARMs is something that you can definitely use with N2 Slen X. It's going to work incredibly well. So there's really three SARMs that I like when it comes to fat loss, but for, for different reasons. Now, the first two we're going to talk about are sold as SARMs, but they're not actually officially SARMs, which are selective androgen receptor modulators. First one, GW501516, most popular type of GW. There's other GWs out there. It's a PPAR receptor agonist. And it was invented back in the 1990s. And man, when, when people got a hold of this mobster, especially in the early 2000s, by the 2008 Olympics, it was rumored that just about everyone was on yeah. this stuff. And yeah. that, that Olympics, you had so many records broken, especially on track um, and in swimming and these types of endurance sports. And I don't think it was a coincidence. GW makes a huge difference. So the way GW works is it, it, it basically changes the way your body is processing energy. So when you're using GW, you'll notice right off the bat, really, like the first couple of days uh, you start taking it, is you'll notice like, oh my gosh, like I have more wind when I'm working out, whether it be weight training or cardio or yoga or bicycling or swimming or kayaking, whatever, or mountain, uh, mountain climbing, whatever. You'll notice, wow, I'm, I'm seeing... A, a change when it comes to uh, my, the way I'm feeling. So this, this drug, it is a drug, it's not a SARM, but it's sold as a SARM, but it is a drug. It became so popular, it was not on the ban list during the 2008 Olympics. And they found out after that so many guys use it. So they finally figured out so many guys and girls use it. So the WADA finally developed a test for it and they added it to the prohibited list in 2009. So that basically, um, a lot of a lot of Olympians were like, "Damn, they banned this stuff." But the ones that hadn't used it in, in 2008, they're like basically screwed compared to their peers. So imagine being able to use something like this, and it's not yeah. even on the WAD uh, ban list. That's like that's like free money right there for these guys. So the problem was this stuff was so damn expensive back then because they had to get on the black market. So. $1,000 just for 10 grams of this stuff back then. Now you can come on the forums and you can buy it from a legitimate source and it's affordable. You can buy a vial for $80, not no more than $80. And that vial will last you a month. So you want to run 20 milligrams a day, 10 milligrams a day minimum. Some guys and gals like to use it that low, but it works really well. It doesn't matter if you're male, female, it's non-hormonal. Remember, it's a drug, it's not a hormone. So you want to use this. The fat loss benefits, though, are incredible on this. And they really kick in after about six weeks or eight weeks on it. So you, if you're using it for fat loss in this situation, you want to use it for at least eight weeks, preferably 12 weeks if you want the best benefits. So let's say you ran 20 milligrams a day. You need three bottles of it. And then that would get you the, the 12 weeks. So it's affordable. It's not going to cost you a lot of money at all. So many athletes have been busted for this. I mean... We're talking about bicyclists and and swimmers and walkers and runners and all yeah. this stuff. So this stuff works incredibly well. That's why they're getting busted for it left and right. Um. So if you want to touch on GW really quick, mobster. Yeah, I want just just two points here, guys. Right, one very briefly, and I don't want to go on it too much, Steve. Uh, the rumors about the carcinogenic effects, yeah, in mice. At ridiculous doses is that would be equivalent to taking, I believe, off the top of my head, Steve, and I feel free if I'm misquoting, it's something like the equivalent for a human being that weighs what I weigh, I'd have to be consuming a kilo, guys. And the other thing, uh, so yeah, find me a single example of a human being today in however many years it's been available that they've managed to connect the dots between use of GW and cancer in that particular human being. And to date, zero. Zero. I haven't seen a single. The the media would love it, and they would launch themselves onto it, and the headlines would be absolutely crazy. If only briefly, and we haven't seen a single single example. And yet, every so often, it comes up on the form. The second thing I want to make sure to reiterate something that Steve said already. I will occasionally see guys come onto the forum, and they are out of shape, and they're saying that they're out of shape. So there's no shame. They're looking to get into shape, Steve. They want to get lean. They want that six pack. They want that summer abs that we're talking about today. 
So they're on there and they were, oh, because I'm so out of shape, shall I take 25? Shall I take 30 milligrams? No, no, and no. Why? 20 milligrams per day. And as Steve said, you can go a little bit lower if you want to, but do not, in my opinion, I can't see any reason why you would need to exceed. One of the phrases that Steve used at the beginning of his podcast was optimal. And I've had this big argument with a buddy that is into, uh, actually specifically, he's a registered state registered nutritionist here in the United Kingdom. We were discussing the use of vitamin C and how much it used to be recommended, really high dosages when you were taking steroids, great for cleaning your skin, get, keeping you healthy, et cetera, et cetera. And he pointed out that I was wrong. And he said specifically why. And it was to do the optimal amount. So the optimal amount of GW is 20 milligrams a day. It works for everybody at that dose. And one more thing, and something again that Steve touched on earlier on, the way that you feel when you're using it. I think Steve Sutton is way more of a runner than I am now. I used to be a bit more of a runner back in the day. It's the feeling, the sensation of having, to use a runner's analogy, more wind. You're not necessarily going to go out and break world records on 100 metres, but you will have more wind, more energy while you're doing those numbers. So, for example, middle distance in the Olympics, 5K, 10K, you're going to have more wind. You're going to feel like you're going to have more energy for the end of the race. That's one thing when you're running around at a good pace and then you can feel like you can sprint at the end when the rest of us are hanging and we're hanging out of our asses and thinking, what the hell? It's that, it doesn't make you super strong, but it kind of optimises with that 20 million grams a day, your ability to breathe, your ability to function when you're doing that cardio. When you're out trail walking or, or jogging or doing or rowing on the rowing machine in the gym or whatever else, helping yourself get into shape. And at the same time, when you have more wind, when you're able to oxygenate better, you're better able to break down food. You're better able to utilize energy. And so that's what GW is doing for you there. I'll touch on another one here, Steve, and that's Osterine. Other names are MK2866, amongst others. What does Osterine do? It's, 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 I'll, put, I'll put it in crudely terms. I mean, this is the reason why all psalms are selected androgen receptor modulators. It acts like a steroid without the steroidal side effects. And some of the benefits include, and I'm reading just so guys, pro, includes increasing protein synthesis, leading to fossil muscle growth and building. But it's also been clinically proven. That's a special note there, guys. That means somebody in the, the lab's gone off and studied this and it proved that this has happened helping to improve a bone density and lowering the risk of fractures. What does that mean to us hitting in the gym? Right, so especially when you're dieting, especially when you're looking to get into shape, you want to burn off body fat and you're looking for that flat stomach. You're looking for those summer abs. It's helping you to hold on to your muscle tissue. And in fact, if we were using it out of season, you're actually going to grow a little bit. Won't be the same as taking an anabolic steroid which will put on a couple of pounds of lean tissue, which is more than enough for most people. It's going to help you to hold onto that muscle tissue when you're dieting, like I've just said. And bone density is something that we actually, funny enough, so we get that because we lift weights. We get that because we do resistance training. So typically, as someone that's trained for some examples, as long as Steve or myself, you, Steve probably had this, you go get an x-ray, and you say your bones are thicker, your bones are stronger, the, the walls of the bone are better. And basically, another issue, and this is more for the elderly rather than, uh, say, someone Steve's age or younger, and that is that when you get older, your you be, your bones become more frail. They're more likely to break. They're more likely to have issues at the joints with the wear and tear, et cetera, et cetera. So Australians aim in that as well. When you're combining it with one more cyber, which we're about to discuss with GW, you're emphasizing the ability to retain muscle, stay healthy, increase bone health, and, of course, with the GW, help you to lose body fat. Click on the last one, Steve, and let the, the, let the listeners know about what their last recommendation for SARMs. Yeah, so oh, SR, yeah, SR9009, not a SARM. It's uh, similar to GW. Uh, this one is an agonist of Rev ERBA. And this one acts very similar to the way uh, GW works in the body. So it's going to increase exercise capacity by increasing mitochondria and skeletal muscle. So when you use it, it's going to change the way your body utilizes energy inside the body. So the more you exercise on it, the more benefits you get. So if you love cardio and you love training, you love doing a lot of outdoor stuff, SR9009 
is a really, really good one. And it does burn fat just like GW does. Very similar. It's it's a drug. It's not a SARM. So, but it's sold as a SARM. Once again, I'll I'll, I'll tell you guys that. So with this one, it's different than GW. It's got a very short peak to it. So with this one, I recommend anywhere from five to 20 milligrams, about an hour to 90 minutes before exercise. So this is the way I would kind of stack. If you were to use SR with the N2SLEN-X, I would basically do it like this. I would use the, the SR before your exercise, then exercise, then after your workout, if you want to burn more fat, don't eat anything. But then before your first meal, after you break your fast, then you can go ahead and take your N2SLEN-X and then eat your meal. So yeah. again, it's all about timing. And this is very, very important. If you're not timing these compounds and these supplements and these drugs that we're telling you to take correctly, they're not going to work for you. So you must, you must listen and must time them the way they should be timed. Otherwise, you're going to come on the forums and you're like, oh my God, this stuff didn't work for me. It's got to be used a certain way. So GW, 20 milligrams a day, doesn't matter. It's got a 24-hour half-life. It doesn't matter when you take it. You could take it in the morning, middle of the day, afternoon. I personally like to take GW maybe two, three hours before a workout just to give me a little bit of an extra boost, but you don't have to. But with SR9009, timing is important because it's got a very short half-life. It's got a very, yeah. very short peak. So you must... Take it about 90 minutes pre-exercise. I don't care what you're doing. It could be going for, for a walk with a dog. It could be mountain climbing. It could be bicycling, swimming, whatever. It could be weight training. It could be cardio, elliptical, treadmill, running outside. I don't care. You got to take it 90 minutes before that. Otherwise, it's not going to do you much good. So overall, I like GW the best out of all these quote unquote, SARMs or SARMs-like compounds we talked about, I like GW for fat loss because it's easy to take. You take it once a day and it's simple. Osterine, as Mobster went over, it is an actual SARM. I would run it anywhere from 25 to 50 milligrams a day. You can take it once a day. It's good in a situation where you want to prevent muscle wasting. If you're doing a hard cut or dropping your calories a lot, dropping your carbs a lot, it's a good option for that. And you can actually use one or the other. Or you can use all three of these. So the SR, GW, and Osterine, you can use all together with N2SLIN-X, or you could just choose one, or you could do the Osterine with either GW or SR. Great, great way to maintain your lean muscle mass, put more on, and drop that body fat beautifully. So that would be, that would be the strategies to use them together in a stack. Mobster? Yeah, let me touch on the SR just for a second here, Steve. Uh, additional benefits, guys, helping to ba balance cardiac rhythms, uh, decreasing the risk of heart disease, assisting with weight reduction, assisting with lowering the levels of cholesterol, the bad type, and balancing blood sugar for, for to facilitate better cardiac health. And that's just a reference I'm looking at as we're recording this podcast. So my what would my choice be? My first choice would absolutely be, like Steve said, and I've actually got a good stash here, Steve. It's on my to-do list, would be GW, absolutely. But what we're looking at is like the triple whammy when we're talking about G GW, SR, and Osterine, and N2SLIN-X to give you the full, the, the, the quadruple whammy, to give in as much possible help and assistance for your fat loss journey, for those Samarabs, for that flat ribbed abdomen that you're looking to get. And like we said again, I will I, I, one more time, guys, making sure that you use these as they're supposed to be used to get the absolute best from it. Uh, one of the things that Steve said just now, and, and I don't want to attack our listeners, Steve, because there's a more positive more than negative, because we're trying to make this, you get the best, absolute best results you possibly can. If you buy a product, and I don't care what product it is, and you take it and you go, oh, I'm going to lose weight because I took product X, and you don't do anything, you don't take it properly, you don't eat clean, you don't exercise, and then you come on the forum and you say, oh, nothing happened. Well, damn, what a surprise. What the hell? You didn't even try to eat clean. You didn't even try to eat optimally. You didn't even take the, the product X when you were supposed to have taken the product X in the way that we told you. You, you took too, too, too little or too much, and you didn't do the exercise. 
You didn't go out and do cardio. You didn't go out and get your steps every single day. Well, of course you didn't get the best results. It's, it's not a magic pill. You've got to put the work in. So make sure to follow, follow those kind of advice, follow the dosing suggestions, utilize the products at exactly how they're supposed to be using at the right time. Let's, let's hit a few cardio and dietary tips. Steve, one of your favorites, which you mentioned earlier on with regards to pre, pre-fasting, before taking a product or before breaking your fast. Talk about fasting briefly for our listeners and I'll come up with a couple of cardio suggestions as well. So fasting is going to be your key to losing weight always. Okay. This whole, I'm going to boost my metabolism by even eating small meals every two hours and have eat meals a day. That doesn't work. You know, a lot of the people that have been pushed that over the years, they're dead, right? They actually died really young. So, you know, if you want to kill yourself at a young age, go ahead and do that. But that's not, we're feast or famine. That's how our bodies work. And that's how it works in nature. Any yeah. organism, every, every living organism out there fasts. When we sleep at night, we fast. That's when our body rests and recovers. We don't get up in the middle of the night every two hours and eat steak and eat chicken and eat, 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 eat throw food at our body, okay? That's not how you rest. If you did that, you would shorten your lifespan considerably. So it's very important to just keep things simple, eat in a nice two to six hour window, Every day, good, clean, wholesome, whole foods. We talked about that, avoiding the fast food, the restaurant food. It's full of refined oils, refined sugars, all this other crap, things in packages, processed foods. We want to avoid that. We want to eat as clean as possible. And that's going to be your way that you're going to lose weight. And that's going to train your body over time. Now, it may be uncomfortable the first two, three weeks when you do it. And you know what? I, I'm sorry to say, you know, NFL athletes, when they show up to training camp every uh, August, it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's really <laughs> hot out there. Uh, they're in pads. They're hitting each other. They've been, you know, it's been a few months since they put on pads and it's a little uncomfortable, right? But you know what? They have to get stronger during training camp so they're ready for the regular season. Being uncomfortable in life is necessary if you're going to get stronger that's literally the reason we go weight train. When we when Mobster goes and he's pushing all this heavy weight in the gym, he's uncomfortable. But yeah. that's what makes him stronger. You know? So if he just sits on his ass on and, and eats potato chips all day on the couch for the next three months, what do you think is going to happen in those three months? He's going to get a hell of a lot weaker. Right, Mobster? 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I'm fat. Fat as fuck. He'll get fatter and he'll lose tons of strength. So he's him going chance- to the gym... Steve, everything we do, and I, I think this applies to the listeners as well, otherwise they wouldn't listen to this podcast. You've got to challenge yourself. Absolutely challenge yourself. Let me throw down a few ideas of how you can do that. So Steve's talking about fasting. It's uncomfortable. I I, I, I know for a fact that I would struggle exactly like those NFL players that Steve talked about, but you will, the, the, Steve's thrown this up before. There are studies he can link for, for you, and you can see where those studies went. And, and how successful he was. And again, like Steve says, we're following nature. We've touched it on another podcast. Human beings somehow think that they're specifically different because we're living in 2023 as we record this podcast. You're not. You're really not. We've barely evolved, seriously. <laughs> I mean, we're not hanging in the trees eating bananas, but we've barely evolved, Steve. There are bunches of insects that are older than us by a multiple of 10 in terms of how long they've been on this planet. So let me give you a few suggestions to make cardio make conditioning work interesting gym works a little bit different i mean i think if it's the, if the iron's in your blood you like the challenge do i feel good when i'm lifting the heavy weight no i feel good because i lifted the heavy weight there's a cardio tips and steve and i have touched on this both of us before running on grass not running on concrete running outdoors on a trail or around your local park or even around where you live if you can do it versus being on a running machine in the gym Rowing a boat, Steve, getting a canoe or going to the local lake and rowing a boat versus rowing in a gym. Why? Because you're outside of the fresh air. Trust me for the stimulus, for the different how different you'll feel. Watching the news while you're on a running machine or watching the TV while you're on a running machine or even listening to, to, to the news through your earphones while you're running a machine versus being outside and hearing the birds in the wind, sometimes the rain, sometimes the sunshine is outside is always going to be better, Steve. 
And so here's the thing as well. And this is another mobster tip for you. I sometimes do this with my training. Uh, and, and especially I try to go off and trail walk at different places every week, twice a week, as well as my daily steps. I vary. So I don't do the same route or the same place or the same activity. I vary them. Human, we're human beings. We need that little bit of stimulus. And we don't want to be bored by what we're doing because if we're bored by what we're doing, we won't give it our full attention. We won't get the full benefit from it. Steve and I both agree on going outside 101% on that particular example. What else, Steve? Like I said, you could apply the same yeah. thing to your diet. So he'll, if, you, if, if time is an issue, Mobster went over some good cardio ideas. If time is an issue, find a hill, a grassy hill, and yes. run up and down that hill carefully, especially on the way down. You don't want to turn an ankle and step in a divot or something. But running up hills is a great way. This is how Jerry Rice used to train out in California. Because he played for the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. There's a lot of hills out there. It's a lot of elevation. I've been there. I know. Um, you can get dizzy going up and down those hills, even if you're driving. But what he would do, Jerry Rice, is every morning he'd get up, mobster, and he'd go and run those hills out in San Francisco. It was on dirt and it was on grass. And he would basically get himself into fantastic shape. He'd be in the best shape out of anybody on the field, and he would smoke people on the football field. And he wasn't even the fastest guy in the NFL, but he would still smoke their ass on the football field because he was the guy who was in the best shape on the football field. And conditioning is so important. So, oh, yeah. yes, that's what you got to do. And you don't need much time to go and uh, do some hill running. It doesn't take much to really get that heart rate up. So it's a great way to burn calories. It's a great way to turbocharge your, your fat loss. So, you know, look, you know, um, liquid calories are a killer. Uh, this whole thing, even if it's a diet soda, oh, it's got zero calories. It must be good for me. No, it's not. Stay the hell away from anything. A good quality spring water is all you need to put in your body. You don't need to put anything else. If that's not good enough for you, maybe add some salt to your water. Give it, give it some, you know, you know, maybe it'll help you uh, balance your electrolytes better, but my gosh, stay away from, from, you know, uh, those liquid calories, the sodas and the, and, and all the other shit, the fruit juices, fruit juice. What do you do when you take a piece of fruit and you juice it? You're, you're extracting the juice out of it and you're leaving all the good stuff. You're leaving the pulp. You're leaving the fiber, right? Doesn't make any sense. You should be eating the fruit whole instead of juicing it and just drinking the juice from it. So these are, these are little things you guys can be doing. So check out other podcasts too. We get, in, get into a lot of different things but overall your strategy you want to be just eating in a two to six hour window and, tr and throwing in some 24 30 hour fast and then when before you're going to break the fast that's when you take the n2 slin x post workout toward the end of your fast if you can get in a workout that's beautiful then you take your n2 slin x then 45 minutes eater later then you eat your meal and stick to good quality carbs the sweet potatoes the brown rice the fruit, these are good, good carbs that our bodies, and we've been eating these things for years. People in Okinawa, mobster, half their diet is sweet potatoes, and they're in yeah. the best shape out of anybody in the world. They live, it's a blue zone. They live over 100 years over there, and they eat tons of sweet potatoes. So learn how to make sweet potatoes. They're, they're delicious. Throw some cinnamon on there. They taste beautiful, and they're so good for you, and they'll help you uh, with your fat loss journey. So, mobster, finish one up. More yeah. tip. One and more take tip. Take us into the disclaimer. It was yeah. a great show. Yeah, go ahead. One more tip. I've seen this some on some of the logs on our forums with guys that are looking to do transformations. Why, why, why are you having snacks in between your four meals, guys? Stop with the snacks. You're, you're not going to starve to death, especially if you're eating three, four meals a day. You'd have to be doing the absolutely hardest job in the universe to be so goddamn desperate for a snack. And in fact, some of the hardest jobs I can think of, Steve, and again, I'm talking about way way back in the day and even in modern times, if you're down a coal mine, those guys are typically they're having like a huge breakfast, a huge supper, tea, evening meal, whatever you want to call it, and a very, very small lunch. They literally have a snack at lunchtime. What I am seeing with guys is snacking through the day having a meal and a snack and another meal and another snack and another meal and another snack. So yeah. And again, those late night snacks, especially cut that shit right out. Like we've said before last time, guys, proper wholesome food 
vary your exercise, keep yourself stimulated, use the Psalms as we've described, use the N2 Slint X as described, and the ultimate shape is there waiting for you. Put in the work, put it in with the knife and fork, put it in with the Psalms, put it in with the supplements, and you will get the best results. The, the better invested you are in this, the better the outcome. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.